Hello and welcome to episode Antoine Vermette of the Cost for Pointcast. I'm your host, Trevor Shackles. With me today to kick off the 2017-18 season is my managing editor at Silver 7 Sends, Ross Arnold. Ross, how's it going? It's going all right. How about you, Trevor? Not too bad. I'm uh, happy to have you on today. It uh, it only makes sense considering you were one of the first, probably the first person that I, uh, that I talked to about getting this podcast started up last year. Well, I'm uh, excited to be on it. I haven't been on it before, but I've liked what you've done and the people you've talked to. Yeah, it's uh, and you're just only adding to that list of interesting people. So uh, <laughs> should we just get Hopefully. into it? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Let's get going. Okay, so uh, I mean, first off, pretty straightforward question: What do you think of the the off season that the Senators had this this summer? Uh, the main word that comes to my mind is boring. Yep. <laughs> I don't think they did very much. You know, re-signed the RFAs, signed Nate Thompson, uh, brought in this year's Chris Kelly and Johnny Oduya. I yeah, I can't really think of anything else that they did. Chris Vandevelde. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's a very recent. PTO. Uh, but that's a PTO. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to get a contract. No. But yeah, yeah. I I agree. It, it seems like a lot of inaction. Um, now, when you're saying boring, are you saying boring in a bad sense or a good sense? Well, I mean, I would have liked the team to look at what happened last year and say hey we have some talent it would be nice to round it out with more talent I mean you're not always going to have Eric Carlson just put on a cape and take you to the third round of the playoffs but at the same time I think it's better than um, I don't know trading Zibanejad for (laughs) Brassard or trading Dallin for Burroughs to be boring that's fair that's fair sometimes the best moves are the ones that you don't make so exactly <laughs> yeah um yeah i definitely agree with that i think uh you know last summer is pretty disappointing seeing them do nothing and then it seemed like dorian realized that they needed to to add depth and you, you saw that with the tommy wingles victor stahlberg and alex burroughs trade um he totally remade the bottom six um but i guess he was content with the roster and I I don't know. I, I definitely wouldn't be as comfortable as he would be with it with his team. I just I really wanted them to get that uh you know, top six right winger. Um because right now you're you're really relying on Bobby Ryan on that second spot. Um and you know, they could still get that guy. Yarmir Yager is still out there. I think he I can, know. like he can put up forty, forty five points easily. Exactly. And that's most of us are saying that's the best case scenario for Bobby Ryan at this point. If he puts yeah. up 40 points, yep. that's a good season for him. Yeah. And Yager will do it for, you know, 20% the cost. Exactly. Do you think, how desperate do you think he'll be? Do you think he'll end up, like, having to get a PTO or something? I don't think Yager will do a PTO. My guess is that he'll play for Cladno and wait for an NHL team to have an injury and talk to him. Yeah. Or maybe happening. he'll retire from the NHL. But yeah, I can't see him taking the PTO route. It just doesn't make sense for him at this age, I don't think. No, that would be such a damn shame, though, if he actually has to retire. I mean, God, he's still, he's still got, oh, he's still got be... at least one or two years left. He probably could play another three. Oh, I know. He's still in great shape. As people said, you know, he scored like a second line right wing 
if yeah. you look across the whole league last year. Yeah, no, I I would like to see Yager on the Sens, but more importantly, I'd also just like to see him in the NHL somewhere. I feel like we're missing out on something special if totally. he doesn't come back this coming year. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree there. Um, yeah. One thought I did have, though, about this offseason is yeah. that at least Dorian signed the RFAs. I yes. look at like Bruins fans with Pasternak yeah. and things like obviously Paggio wasn't as big a name as Pasternak. He wasn't going to get as much money, but I'm glad he just got it done. Right. And and I think that's, um, you know, if, if you're trying to come up with good things that the team has done over the past, maybe I guess seven, eight seasons is being able to retain their talent. You know, I guess Jason Spezza aside, but at least they've been able to get their RFAs at pretty good deals. Um, so, you know, you can't you can't say that they've been waiting to the last second to get these guys signed or anything. So I'm pretty happy that they've been able to do that. So I guess that's the one positive from the summer. But I don't know. That's that's pretty much a that's pretty much it for me. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about the um, sign it re-signings for the UFAs though? Guys like um, Tom Pyatt and Mike Condon. And am I missing anybody? I think those are the main two. I think you're right. Uh, I mean, the Tom Pyatt signing wasn't surprising. I don't love the guy, but Boucher does love the guy. And I think there's something to be said for making your coach happy. Um, the Condon signing was too much money and too long. And I'm worried it's going to be another Andrew Hammond situation that a year in, they say, oh, he wasn't as good as he was in those 20 games. Now we've got two more years of him, and we don't really want him anymore. Now what? I mean, you're taking words from my mouth, and <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to get into this because I could probably talk about this all day long. But yeah. uh, I, <laughs> I noticed a tweet today from I think it was Defense Minister uh, Tyler Ray, and he was just saying that the team is pretty much trying to act like Hamlin does doesn't exist. And I had an article about that a few weeks ago in in August, and you never yeah. hear his name. It's just so strange. I have no idea yeah. what is going to happen to him this season. He, if you look at the uh, like senators.nhl.com roster, they don't have him, and they have <laughs> you know guys like Gabriel Gagne is on there right wow. now. So for Andrew Hammond to not be on that page says that they seem to be working to just pretend he doesn't exist. Yeah. It's just so weird. And as you pointed out in your article, right, they, like Hammond pointed out that, or tweeted out that he was recovered from injury and ready to go. And to have no one in the organization comment on that at all. <laughs> it's, it's just weird. Yeah. No one's even asking about him, too. It's just, oh. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so now, now that tra- training camp is around the corner, the talk of the town has been Eric Carlson, of course, and his injury recovery time. It looks like there's a pretty strong chance he'll miss some time to begin the year. What do you think will ultimately end up happening, and what kind of impact do you think that'll have on the team? Yeah, he's probably going to miss the first week of games or so, is my guess. Um, when Carlson's not in the lineup, Ottawa is a bottom 10 team in, team in the league. Agreed. I They change completely. And because he plays 28 minutes a night, like that's half the game that you're losing arguably the best defenseman in the world. Um, some people have pointed out that it's nice that it's the beginning of the year. Some teams are still figuring out their rosters. Like the first handful of games last year, Ottawa had Phil Veroni on the roster <laughs> before they realized that, oh, maybe 
he isn't quite going to cut it in the NHL for us. But I still, I think I would rather lose him at the beginning of the year than the end of the year. That's fair. That was a little more frightening down the stretch last season when Carlson was in and out of the lineup as he needed to be. Yeah, I'm hoping the impact is small. I think it'll be for a handful of games and Ottawa will look terrible, but then he'll come back and I'd rather have him healthy. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Keep him 100% healthy. I, I do think he'll be out a bit longer. I mean, you're seeing rumors of him being out until November. Maybe not that long, but maybe you wow. know, two, two and a half weeks, something. And I, I have a, a feeling that somehow Ottawa's just going to be able to stay afloat. Like, you know, they'll be about 500 for, I mean, it'll only be, what, eight, nine games, something like that. So yeah. um, by some miracle, I think they will survive. And if I guess if you're looking for one silver lining, um, I feel like if Carlson's out, they're really going to push Thomas Shabbat um, just because he is one of those offensive guys. And I feel like Boucher is going to want to replace Carlson obviously Shabbat's not going to be as good as Carlson or anything but yes I feel like he's going to want to have a guy like Carlson in the lineup and push him and see what he can do so um, I'm pretty excited to to see what he can do in the first I guess week or two if Carlson's hurt my guess is Shabbat will get to quarterback the top power play with Carlson out that would be nice like probably he's only going to get you know six minutes in the first game at five on five yeah but I wouldn't be surprised to see Boucher put him in a position like that, give him a chance to run a power play, say what can you do as an offensive defenseman in the NHL. I, I really hope so. I uh, it, It's such a tough situation, though, with him because like there's seven other defensemen ahead of him, at least in terms of contract, right? Because they have one-way deals. So, I mean, if Carlson is hurt, I'm sure they'll just keep him, keep those 7D scratch you know Borvietsky or hopefully but probably like Kleisen um but then then after that though if if everyone's healthy I don't know I'm really hoping he can stay up uh in the NHL but I I feel like he'll just have to end up getting sent down at some point which is too bad Shabbat will likely get sent down to Belleville but I think he will get called up again I don't know if it will be because of injuries or just because he impresses so much in the AHL that they bring him back. But I think he will probably make a case for himself sometime in the new year that the Sens can't afford to not have him in the NHL. Yeah, I, I really think he's going to force the team's hand. Um, I don't know if I'm getting too hyped about him, but I definitely think he's going to be one of the better defensemen on the team. So I think just... You know, even even if Boucher doesn't really want to trust the younger players, I think he's gonna kind of have to just because of how good he is. So I'm I'm pretty excited to to see what he can bring. Yeah, me too. The only the only thing I'm worried about is that if he plays ten games to start the year and then thirty games down the stretch, then he's gonna lose his Calder eligibility and only play half the season. <laughs> yeah. Well, that okay. That. I, I got a an over under later on um, okay. question for you, so so uh, pertains to the Calder, so we'll see about that. Um, okay, so uh, obviously we can't preview the Sen season without looking at what other teams in their division and the conference have done. So, how do you view the Atlantic Division as it stands? Are there teams that look to be better than last year, worse than last year? Well, I think the Lightning have to be better than last year, and that yeah. seems to be what everyone's saying. 
And it was a shock that they missed the playoffs. I don't think there's any way they could miss the playoffs again. Um, so I expect I expect Tampa Bay to win the division. That would be my prediction. Okay. I don't think that's too outlandish. I mean, they what did they miss? They missed by like one or two points or something. So they almost did end up coming back even after trading uh, like Ben Bishop, Valtteri Filippula, I think yeah. a couple other guys. Um what do you think about the Leafs, though? You think they'll be a playoff team again and, like, an improved playoff team? I think they'll be a playoff team. They will probably finish higher in the standings. I wonder if some of their rookies will take a step back. Like, a guy like Austin Matthews is suddenly going to be the number one center in Toronto. And last year, you can argue he was based on points. But I don't know if Babcock trusted him in a number one center position so I think I think Toronto will finish better but I don't think that they're you know gonna have three guys score 100 points or whatever you're hearing some <laughs> analysts say about the team no I, I I do think they'll be better I think they will be good um they really didn't do a ton in the offseason and uh who did they sign um, they signed Marlowe right Oh, Marlowe oh, as well. Too. The Marlowe yeah. contract was weird. Very expensive and obviously not going to be used in the third season. But <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I exactly. mean, that was pretty obvious. Um, but, yeah, so looking at the division, I think Tampa will be better. Toronto yeah. will be a little better, I assume. And then after that, it's very hard to tell. Montreal will likely be worse. They don't have Radulov. They got Drouin. Um, we'll see how that goes. But, I mean, they always have Carey Price, so they exactly. always have a chance to, like, they could win half their games scoring just two goals. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And then, what, no. I mean, Montreal um, is sort of one of those teams that they, I mean, they could be a mix. Also, Boston, though, is an even bigger well, actually, no. There's, there's probably two more question marks I have in the division. Boston, they, I mean, they could be a playoff team, but they're so top-heavy. I mean, Pasternak, if he gets signed, Marshawn and Bergeron, they're incredible. Um, that is a dominant, dominant line. Oh, yeah. But after that, it just drops off so much. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. The question is, is Rask past his peak, or is he going to find another like another season of stellar numbers? That will make a difference. It, how is Charlie McAvoy going to be in a full season versus in a six-game playoff series? Yeah. I have the Bruins doing poorly in the division, but they could just as easily do well. Like you were saying, they're very top-heavy. Yeah. I mean, I it's reasonable to see them finishing anywhere between, like, second and sixth, which is, like, a lot of teams in the division. Um, yep. Including, well, maybe not second for this next team but but the panthers they're yep. they're very weird a year ago i was super high on them made some really smart moves in the offseason it, it d just didn't work out and you know now the front office is back to its old ways dale talon's running the show it's not like the the nerd guys or anything and god i mean the move that they did to vegas they lost jonathan marcheseau riley smith and yeah. Didn't they lose a pick, too, or something? I don't know. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, they traded... It's like they traded... Or 
was it something like they gave them Marcia so in exchange for them all picking Riley Smith. Yeah, it's oh, just terrible. said, you know, they're losing Asset management. Like, two of their top goal scorers from last year. Yeah, so, and then they made a couple additions, um, but still, I just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they have Sasha Barkov or Alex Barkov, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Uh, Huberto, um, Ekblad, you know, they got some talent, but... Yep. I don't know. I don't really know if they're better than teams like Tampa, Montreal, Toronto, even Ottawa. So I would probably say they're not going to make the playoffs. But then again, two seasons ago, they were incredible. So it they could very well make the playoffs as well. Yep. I have them. I think they will be right on the bubble is my guess. All right. Yeah, that's fair. And then uh, I guess I'm going to assume that we are on the same page on the bottom two teams, Detroit and Buffalo. I have them I, at well, seven and eight. I think Detroit will be last. Yeah, and it won't be close. They're terrible. Buffalo, if they have a full season of Jack Eichel, I don't know what's going to happen this year. I mean, they're yeah. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they will be closer than they've been in five years. Sorry, they they won't be or they will be. They will be closer they to the playoffs be. than they have yeah. been in five years. I still don't think they'll make it, but you know they won't be finishing twenty points out. Yeah, that, that that's kind of what I said about last year because two seasons ago they were terrible. Last season they made a bit of an improvement, but ooh, that defense is still not good yeah. at all. So I, they have some good forwards, but man, I I just don't know how that team gets in. So I pretty much it's you know six teams fighting for three to five spots but probably yep. four and you know it, it'll be a tough race again uh last year was definitely an off year for honestly for like the whole league it just felt like there was a big <laughs> a big opening D- didn't it? it just felt like no one was really oh. that good oh yeah for sure it was a weird thing of the past dominant teams like chicago or San Jose LA looked vulnerable. Yeah. Or in the case of someone like LA, uh, didn't even make the playoffs. <laughs> and the up and coming teams were still up and coming. Like Edmonton was still very raw. Yeah. Calgary couldn't win a playoff game. It's true. It was a very weird playoffs. Yeah. And then Washington does their usual choking in the playoffs. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how that team didn't win the cup. But anyway, that's a topic in, for another In two day. years of basically being the same team. Yeah. Yeah, and they, now they got worse, so that really sucks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I guess that's you were asking about the East as well as the division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and looking at the Metro, it's also very hard to know what to predict. That the Penguins, you could argue they got worse, but at the same time, they still have Crosby, they still have Malkin. Like, right, they're, they're not... still... They're still first or second in the net in that division behind Washington exactly in talent like yeah yeah sure they don't really have a third line center but that I don't know that's not enough to say that they're now a playoff bubble team no not at all yeah but uh and like you said the Capitals have got worse but they're still probably a again you know top three in their division team totally I I mean same thing for them with, with their top end talent. You have Ovechkin, Backstrom, um, Brandon Holby, and Kuznetsov runs the second line. Oh, yeah, didn't even think of Kuznetsov. Yeah, him too. So, yeah, 
their depth took a hit. Losing Johansson really sucks. Um, yep. But they're still a really good team. And, like, I wouldn't even yep. be surprised if they won the Cup. So, um, but, yeah, definitely, at least in terms of the division, it'll be a lot harder just because of um, just because of luck, you know? Like, last year, it was Ottawa finished second in the division. That's just nuts to me. Yeah. And it's not going to be that easy this but year. But Ottawa so... finished second in the division with 98 points. Are you saying that? That's the... That's the thing is that it, like, it was a very weak division. Yes, there was yeah, only exactly. one hundred point team. Yeah. So yeah, it was the perfect storm of Ottawa, you know, playing better than people expected, but also the whole division being worse. Yeah, than exactly. People expected. Definitely. Um, okay, so uh, let's get into the, some of the fun stuff here. So all right, we can go. Let's go back and forth and predict what the order of the Sens scoring list will look like. So for, for the listeners, for reference, last year it goes uh, Carlson with 71, Hoffman with 61, Turris with 55, Stone with 54, Broussard with 39, Pajot 33, Smith 32, Dezingle 32, a few more, <laughs> Phaneuf 30, Ryan 25, Pyatt 23, Weidman 17, and CeCe 17. And we can stop around there since everybody else's point, loaders are pretty, point totals are pretty low. Um, so I'll let you go first, Ross, and pick which senator you think will lead the team in points. And maybe you can say the amount of points if you want as well, but you don't have to. Uh, I, Carlson's going to lead the team in points. I don't think yeah. anyone would argue something different. I'm saying 76 for the captain. All right. I'm going to take um, I'm going to take Mark Stone, <clears throat> expecting a bit of a bounce back. I'll say I'll say 62 points. Sorry, so you're saying Stone for second? Yeah. Or, okay. And then third, I'm going to say Turris. I think total? especially with Broussard out to start the season, yeah. we're going to have Turris playing with either Stone or Hoffman or both, and that's going to help him. I Yeah, that's fair. Um, fourth, fourth, I think, is pretty easy. I'll take Hoffman. Um Wait, sorry, did you give a, a total for Turris or no? Oh, I didn't. Uh, I'm saying 62 for Turris. 62 as well. I'll say Hoffman, um, uh, I'll go 58. They're all in kind of in that same range. All right. Next pick is controversial. I'm right. saying Bobby Ryan Ooh. <laughs> with 40 on the nose. Ooh, quite the drop between the uh, fourth and fifth. But it's pretty similar to what happened last year with the team. I, yeah, no, it actually is. <laughs> and actually, I have like my list right here um, with yeah. all the point totals. I actually had Ryan exactly at forty-two. So. <laughs> oh okay. Yeah. So not that controversial. No, but I did well. Okay, I'll take um, what is it? Sixth. I'll take Broussard sixth. I'll say. I think he has a better year this year, even uh, accounting for his injury. So I'll say Broussard. Well. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna make this list a bit wonky because I'll, I'll say Broussard 42, so it'll be a bit higher than Ryan. But oh, okay, sixth for for the actual list. All right, and seventh. Uh, seventh is gonna be Peugeot. Yeah, I, I think there. he will. I think his showing in the playoffs will get him more ice time in general. He'll probably be on the second power play a lot. I think, especially that four goal game really showed how good he is with his hands in front of the net 
like two of those goals were just beautiful tips. So yeah. I think Boucher will use him in that role a lot more. And I'm saying Pajot is going to get 36. Okay, I'm in at 35, so we're, we're pretty close on the on, on all these <laughs> estimates. Um, eighth, I'll go. I'll go my boy Ryan Dezingle. Um I think we have the same list here. We probably do. It's it's really <laughs> like I was going over it and it's it's really pretty easy. Like I don't really see that many surprises. I mean, that's obviously like that could easily change in a couple months. Um but I don't know. I just don't see this I guess save Bobby Ryan and maybe Derek Broussard. Um they are kind of a bit of wild cards, but for Dezingle, I'll say 30 on the nose. Um, I think people really forgot in the second half of the season that he's a quality player. Like, he was really good in the first half and definitely tailed off in the second, wasn't producing much. Um, yeah. But, you know, he's he's a quality, I'd say, top nine winger. Like, perfect for the third the third yeah. line. But, you know, he can play in your top six if need be, too. I think part of that was he was snake-bitten. And part of that is just Boucher's nature to go back to veteran players, yeah, like any NHL coach. And so a guy like Tommy Wingles or Alex Burroughs is going to get more leeway than Ryan Dezingle just because they've played more games. Yeah, that that makes sense. I mean, everything I've seen about Boucher um, indicates that he loves his veterans, so can't disagree there. <laughs> yeah, but I also can't think of an NHL coach that doesn't love their veterans. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, okay, next pick for you, number next nine. Pick, I have MacArthur. Also, I with do 30. too. <laughs> How many? Uh, also with thirty. <laughs> okay, man, we're uh, this list is eerily similar for both of us. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm realizing now that I didn't even list uh, Burroughs on here, but whatever, that's okay. Uh, I'll go for. I'll still. I won't take Burroughs anyway. I'll go Smith. 25 um, uh, okay this is probably where our lists start to differentiate a little bit yeah i mean i mean it's but. you know difference of five ten points at the bottom yeah um yeah smith i think 25 would be a bit of a drop off um but that's fine especially if he's playing on the third and fourth line like he should be so yeah i can't yeah. really complain too much if if he ends up with 25 30 points so yeah, Smith really seemed to get plugged into that fourth-line center role uh, in the playoffs especially. The pen- penalty-killing forward, the guy you put out when you need energy or just to frustrate the other team's top line. And, yeah, I think his points will take a bit of a hit as well because that's how he's going to get played. Yeah, he's not going to be playing with Mark Stone, hopefully. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, exactly. We're not going to have Smith, Pajot, Stone anymore. Yeah. Um, okay, so 10th, no, what is it, 11th? 11th now, 11th right? 11th for you? Yeah, I'm going to say Phaneuf comes 11th. Okay, I had him next as well. Okay, uh, you had 25, right? So I'll go with 23 for Phaneuf. Okay, that's that's about, wait, what did he have last year? He had 30 last 30? year. 30, okay. Yeah, he'll probably get about that. Um. Okay, 12th. I'll go... I don't know if this counts as a surprise, really, but I'll go Shabbat with 20. Um, 
I had I had him next on my list oh too. Oh my goodness! With a, with a big question, with a big question mark. <laughs> oh no, sorry, sorry. I had Burroughs ahead of Shabbat. Still. Okay, okay, so close. Oh, yeah, bit different. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think he'll probably end up playing, not the entire season, maybe sixty to seventy games. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think twenty points is a decent amount. Um, Carlson in his first season had, I believe, I want to say twenty six. Let me just double check that. Some riveting podcasting here. Um, yes. Well, I'll we're just uh, Googling talk over myself as I look this up. He had so, yeah. 26. Yeah. So, wow. Um, yeah, 20, 20 isn't expecting too much, and I think he'll probably get around that. Yeah, sounds good to me. So yeah. next up? I think next up would be Burroughs. Yeah. Then. It's got to be. Yeah. I had him a little higher than 20 on my own list for points, but maybe for uh, keeping this consistent, I'll put him at 19. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. If he gets 19 points, though, I just really, really hope, please, Canucks, do not um, do not let Jonathan Dolan play any games this year because that is just going to be really oh. depressing. <laughs> I, I doubt Dolan's going to play any games this year. Yeah, I'm assuming he's, I think he's staying still back a in very Sweden. So. Raw prospect. Yeah. Oh, just still. I uh, uh yep. I don't want to talk about that trade. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't either. It's been hashed out a lot. I know. I, I did a Facebook live video about it and I don't think my opinion's changed. Yeah. Fair enough. Um well, okay, I'm going to go with one more. I don't know if I mean we can maybe stop after this one. Um, okay. go to CC 15. I mean. Oh. Oh, was there someone else you had listed? Oh, oh, I'm just surprised you're putting CC ahead of Clayson and Weidman. You know what? I didn't really give that much thought. I... That's fair. Maybe last, season, my mind. Uh... last season, Weidman beat CC. No, I think and... they were tied. Yeah, they uh, were tied. Oh, maybe they were tied. Okay. 17 each. Yes. So And Clayson definitely won in terms of points per game. So yeah. I'm hoping that if Clayson can find his way into more games, he'll get more points. But... Yeah, that'll be close. Likes, Boucher likes him some Cody. You know, so. Yeah, you know CeCe's getting those minutes. Um, I'm hoping Clayson gets, like, first-pairing minutes with Carlson, but we might not see that. Um, I feel like Oduya will get that first-line spot for, uh, you know, at least the first month or something. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess we've kind of exhausted that list. So yes. let's, let's move on to... to the, you know, eight, nine-point players. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's... Wait, what do you? How many points do you think uh, Jason Atkinson's gonna get? <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Um, so let's move on to some of the surprises for the season. So give me one good surprise you think will happen for the Sens this season, and one bad surprise as well. So on good surprise, I think by Christmas we will see Clayson playing about two thirds of Carlson's five v five ice time. Okay. That I think Boucher is going to realize that basically no one else can keep up with and compliment Carlson the way Clayson can. And that's what we're, and Clayson will actually hold his own in those minutes. I mean, even last year, Carlson kind like he was partnered with Mathot, but it was also kind of a partner by committee because no one plays as much as Carlson. And so yeah. I think Clayson's going to get that Mathot role of playing about two thirds of Carlson's 5v5 time. That would be good. I, I honestly think Clayson is such a good Mathot replacement. He's a similar player, but better offensively. Uh, it was surprising to me last year. Like, I didn't realize 
how well he can actually move the puck and how good his offensive instincts are. So, um, yeah, yeah, that'll be awesome if he's playing on the first pairing for, for most of the time with Carlson. Um, yeah, I I think he compliments him really well. So that'd be good to see. What about your, uh, bad surprise? And for bad surprise, I say Mike Condon's going to have a safe percentage below 900. Ooh, that's a good one. I should have thought of that. Yeah. I could easily see that. He has, he's a career 908 save percentage guy. And I believe, I want to say 92 games. So, yeah. I mean, oh, man. That is a uh, – that's below average. So – Yeah. And, I, like – Yeah. I mean, I waffled a bit on this one. One of the things I thought it was, oh, maybe Craig Anderson's going to show his age. But I'm going to hope he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I listed for, um, like – five reasons to be pessimistic this season um yes i listen that every single year craig anderson might age i really hope he doesn't but you can't rule it out so yeah i mean he's i mean eventually he will retire yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> i think people don't really realize how good he's actually been in ottawa he's a 920 save percentage guy oh. since he came to ottawa which is incredible and i don't think people I re- outside of ottawa or even inside of ottawa really give him enough credit for that um yeah but I remember a couple of years ago arguing with someone about whether Patrick Laleem or Craig <laughs> Anderson was the best goalie in Sens history. Oh. And they said, well, look at, because I was saying it was Laleem. Like, people forget how good he was when he was here. Yeah. And they said, but look back at the numbers. And I was like, oh, Anderson's actually played almost as many games. Yeah. Has almost as many wins on a much, much worse team. Oh, <laughs> this is closer than I thought. And yeah. now, two years later, it's that you can't even question it. Craig it's Anderson not even is close, the best yeah. goalie Ottawa's ever had. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to. Uh, in terms of their career with Ottawa. Exactly. Like, I know. Dominic I, was gonna... I know, right? I was going to bring up Hashik because, I mean, he's probably the best goalie of all time. But yeah, definitely Anderson. Um, he's, he's awesome. Um, hopefully, he doesn't regress. And I'm hoping the same doesn't happen to Mike Condon, but you never know. Um, Quickly, I'll, I'll go over. Um, I put a, a good surprise. I think uh, Shabbat will be Ottawa's second best defenseman by ah. at least by the end of the year, because I mean, I don't see how he. Honestly, like I, I'm pretty low on like Fanof and CC. I don't see how he can be worse than them. Um, I like Kleisen and Weidman, but Shabbat's upside is way higher. I just, I just think he's going to be really impressive. Um, in terms of bad surprise, okay, I don't know if this is going out on a limb, and I, I never, I never really fully commit to my playoff predictions each year, but I'm going to say they miss the playoffs, and yeah. you know, it seems like they can't follow success up from one season to the next. They haven't made the playoffs back to back years since uh, eleven, twelve, and twelve, thirteen, and. I don't know. It just seems like they have luck one year and then the next year runs out. So I'm hoping that's different. I I, I do think, um, I do think they'll ultimately end up missing by just a bit, maybe like, you know, ninth or 10th in the East or something. Um, hopefully I'm not going to get, you know, crucified for that opinion, but you know, it's certainly possible. They could finish anywhere. They're high variance team. They could finish anywhere between, I don't know, six in the division and 
second, which is what I said earlier about said for the Bruins. Exactly. You said for the Habs. So you said for the Panthers. Yeah. yeah. Anyone who says that, you know, it's ludicrous to say that they could miss the playoffs. That's that's kind of crazy because yeah. they easily could. Yeah. And I mean, like you were saying, they made the playoffs back to back 11, 12 and 12, 13, 11, 12. Lots of people were picking Ottawa to be the worst team in the league. Yep. So you can never you can never predict what's actually going to happen. Right. Well, well, think about it. Like, yeah, eleven, twelve. No, actually, even earlier, nine, ten weren't expected to make it. Made it. Season after that, they didn't make it. Eleven, twelve weren't expected to. Made it. Twelve, thirteen, even they weren't expected to just because of yeah Carlson Spets all those injuries. Yeah. And then the following season, they had all these expectations about winning the cup, winning the conference. Yeah, and they just fall flat on their face. And yeah. same thing for fourteen fifty and low expectations. They made it. It's 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 a very weird trend. So yeah, I don't know. Um, I'll just go with my gut on that one. Um, okay, so uh, now for one of my favorite segments, which I, I do a lot for previews, uh, which is over unders. So I'll give you five of them, and we can talk about what we would take for each of them. Okay. So first one, I'll go. Craig Anderson games played, fifty four point five. Which one would I take, the over or the under? Over the under. Uh, I'm gonna go with the over. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're gonna lose confidence in Condon. That's fair. Even though Anderson ends up missing a chunk of games almost every season, I still think I'm gonna yeah. take the over. Okay, that that's a hopeful over, I guess. Um, yep. I, ooh, I haven't, I didn't really give it much thought before the episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, you just come up with the numbers. You have to decide <laughs> which one to pick. I'll go slightly under. I'll go like you'll probably end up with like fifty-two or something. Um, yeah. He okay. So in his seasons in Ottawa, he's passed that mark one. He's only passed it twice. Okay. He played sixty games and sixty-three games. One time he played fifty-three. So it'll be close. But um, yeah. If Ottawa wants to do well, they definitely need him, need him healthy, and uh, need him yeah. playing at least you know fifty games. Yeah. Um. So next one, I mentioned uh, or I alluded to this earlier. Calder votes for Thomas Shabbat, uh, and I'll, I'll explain. So for reference, um. Okay. So no, actually no. So Calder votes two hundred seventy-five point five, and so for reference. Obviously, that doesn't make any sense without reference. Um, that amount of votes would have gotten him fifth place last season. So if okay. you say over, you think he's in the top five. If under, then not top five. I'm going to take the under. I don't yeah. think he's going to play enough games to get that many Calder votes. I think it's going to be the same as uh, McDavid when people said, oh, but he only played 45 games, he doesn't deserve the Calder. Right. But Chabot won't be as dominantly and obviously the best rookie in the NHL when he plays. Yeah. But not even, like, top five? Not even fifth? I don't think he's going to come fifth, no. He will get Calder votes. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to finish top five, no. Yeah. I... Hmm. I'm going to take under as well. I think... Yeah, he'll probably get some votes, but it'll probably hurt that he... You know, he might only play about 60 games or something, so, um, and maybe even less, but hopefully more. Yeah. So, but if yeah. he does play more, I mean, he does have some of that pedigree. Like, Ottawa hasn't had a rookie come into the league that anyone cares about in a long time. 
That's true. Even even when Carlson came in, it wasn't really that much. Uh, nope. Fanfare. So. Nope. Yeah. Um, okay. So third one. Mark Stone's new contract cap hit six point oh five million. Oh. I, I'm gonna go over. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a specific number in mind? In my mind, no, I don't. Maybe. Oh wait, he's uh, he's number sixty-two, right? So let's go with six point two. Wait, his number? No, sixty-one. No, sixty-one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Six point one. Yeah. It's it's been a long time since hockey. I can't picture the jerseys anymore. Uh, <laughs> six point one even sounds low though. Um, I think it's gonna be closer to seven than six. Okay. That would uh that'd be quite the raise. It would be quite the raise. And and not but undeserved, think, but but I think he'll be able to say I've been the best forward on this team since my rookie season and the team won't be able to yeah. do, say anything t- against it. Yeah. That's true. But the team will then be able to look at what Carlson got on his you know <laughs> his first contract after proving he was the best player on the team and say you're not going to get that much more than that. Yeah. Because he has what six and a half. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. I'll yeah. I'll take the slightly over on that one as well. Um, if they if that is under, that'd be qu- such a steal. Um, you know, oh, five point eight, five point nine. Be... That's man. That's that'd be massive. Yeah. But let's say let's hope that Mark Stone and his agent aren't listening to this podcast. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. <laughs> but uh. yes, you're right. If Ottawa gets him under six mil, that's a steal. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go Mike Hoffman goals, 28.5. All right, keep in mind, he's never hit the 30-goal mark. Yeah, I'm going to take the over. I I think he will get more regular line mates this season, is my guess. I hope that the power play will be better this year, and that will help. I know that he's only ever maxed out at 29, but I'm still going to take the over. Are you going to say exactly 30 or what? I'm going to say 32. Okay. I'll say exactly 30 on the nail. Um, okay. You know, he's got to get, he's got to get 30 at some point. Like he's just, he's just too good. Um, and yeah. we, we mentioned last year, how often he hits the post. <laughs> it's true. I mean, and last year, how much did he play with Peugeot and Pyatt? Yeah. Oh, I hate that line. And I, mean, I hated that. I mean, I hated that line because I thought, "Wow, think like think how much Hoffman could be doing if he had line mates yeah, who could pass to him." I know. No, so. not not so much down on the Pajot, but I yeah, I like I felt like they were dragging Pyatt up and down the ice. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not sure that'll necessarily happen like a lot less this year, but I mean, we can hope. So I'm hoping. I'm yeah. hoping we get Hoffman and Stone together with someone. I also think the return of Clark MacArthur will help with that. Yes, that is big. I mean, if if he can be healthy, which is a huge yeah. asterisk, which is what we said last year, right? Like, yes, it's that helps the team so much. Him, him, and Bobby yeah. Ryan, if they can produce anything, that's huge. Exactly. Um, if suddenly teams have to play defense against Bobby Ryan, Mike Hoffman might yeah. have a better shot at scoring goals. Yeah, no, that's fair actually. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go to the last one then. Um, I said this last year with, I believe it was James Gordon who did the, the preview with me. Um, Eric Carlson called the trophies, 0.5. Uh, Norris trophies? 
Oh my god. Yeah, Norris. Not he's definitely <laughs> like, not winning the Calder. I'll take the under on the Calder. Um, yeah, I, man, I'm stupid. I typed that Norris in trophy, too. <laughs> I think it's good. I'll take the over. Yeah. You know how two years ago Drew Doughty won the Norris Trophy in the summer, before the season even started. Everyone was hyping yeah. up Drew Doughty. They went into the season, and it was basically his to lose. This past year, it was Shea Weber's to lose. And he had a good six weeks to start the season, and then he fell off a cliff. And so they couldn't vote for him. Based on the talk for over the last few months, it's Eric Carlson's to lose this year. Like, you've got guys like Tim and Sid talking about how he's the best player in the NHL, and maybe he should have won the Conn Smythe, even (laughs) though he didn't play in the finals. He got a vote. You've you've got, I know, you've got EA Sports making him the best NHL defenseman in the game. Yeah, you know, NHL.com's list put him as the best defenseman in the league. There's, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of hype around Carlson, and it'll be his to lose. Yeah, I think the tide is changing there. People realized how good he was finally in the playoffs because in the well, past you couldn't say that he took his team deep into the playoffs, and now you can. Like he single-handedly took him almost to the Stanley Cup Finals um, while he was, you know, seventy percent healthy. So. Yeah, I I think as long as he plays as well as he did last year, like and even last year, like he definitely that wasn't his best season. Like let's be honest, no. he, the first half of the year wasn't that great. Second half was a lot no. better. But you know, even if he's just that good, um, I think he will win it. I mean, just because you know he is the best defenseman in the league. I don't I don't see how that's a debate anymore. So, I mean, I guess it's more of a hope that I'm going with the over, but like you said, it's it's his to lose at this point. I, I think it genuinely is. I think probably half like half of the voters are already going into the season expecting Carlson to win their vote. Yeah. And unless unless someone has an incredible year, he's probably gonna get it. Right. Yeah. And I mean I'd love to see him get it. As you know, like two years ago he was the best <laughs> defenseman in the league by far and he yeah, didn't win it. He came second. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure we'll see him uh, winning that third one. So, last thing here, give me your team point prediction for the season, as well as a, as well as where they finish uh, in the standings. So I say the team gets 99 points. That's good enough for the first wild card spot which would then put them up against Tampa Bay in the first round, and I think they'll lose. Ooh. Swept? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's, I mean, it's hard for a team with Eric Carlson to miss the playoffs. I think it's hard for a team with Eric Carlson to not win any games in the playoffs either. Yeah. Um, I will go 90 points, which isn't quite enough to get in. I'll say they finish fifth. Yeah. Um, And... You know, like we've been saying this whole episode, anywhere between 90, 99, even 100, that's that's probably all fair game. That could all happen. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I hope I'm wrong. Like when we were doing the predictions for the um, for the playoffs, like the Silver 7 staff, I predicted um, the Bruins would, would win in the first round. And then because that was wrong, I just the, – the next two it. series, I, I predicted Ottawa to lose. So the next round it works. I picked the Rangers and – and they no, lost so it, it I was almost close. worked against pittsburgh yeah i was very close on that one so 
But um, yeah, hopefully I'm wrong. I think I think last year I said Ottawa would miss as well, so I was wrong there. Um, so pretty much anything I say in this podcast, just the opposite will happen for for all the listeners. So uh, just pretty much don't listen to anything I'm saying is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, all right, do you got anything else? Uh, I don't think so. I think we did a pretty extensive and yeah. sometimes diving very deep into the point totals of the players preview. Very deep. I, I I really think we should have predicted Nick Paul's point totals, though. I mean, that's, that's crucial. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say one. One, okay. He's going to get six games and he'll score one assist. All right, sounds good. <laughs> I think we can uh, finish it up there. But before we go, All anything right. you want to plug, like your Twitter, Twitter handle or anything? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, at sheer underscore Rossiness, Rossiness, R-O-S-S-Y, N-E-S-S. And of course, follow the Silver 7 Sends Twitter account at Silver 7 Sends. And periodically, both Trevor and me right on the website. So visit us also there, Silver7Sends.com. Great. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Ross. As I wrap it up, reminder that you can find the Cost Per Pointcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. And you can rate and review in those places as well. If you don't already, you can follow me on Twitter at ShaqTS, and like Ross mentioned, you can read uh, my articles and his articles at Silver 7 Cents. I'm hoping to do an Eastern Conference or maybe even league-wide preview before the season begins, so look out for that in the coming weeks. That's all for me. Adios. <laughs>